everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. so much for joining us for what promises to be a particularly footloose and fancy free episode of Hop Culture. This is our third installment of our follow through in 2022 series, where we each choose a goal that we want to finally master this year. Our previous two episodes have been on memory preservation and hair care. So if you miss those, we hope you'll go back and check them out. This week is Anne's choice, topic-wise, and she wanted to deep dive how to have more fun. So Anne, do you want to give us a little context for what drove you to need more fun in your life? Yeah. So when we lived in California, we were pretty good about taking weekend trips and trying new places to eat. But for some reason, since we moved to Michigan... We have kind of just been pretty dependent on other people to invite us to do fun things. And I also feel like since we have the house to work on, pretty much any time we have free time, that's like what we feel like we need to get done. And so we don't plan a lot of fun stuff. So I was like, okay, this year we're done with that. Matt's graduating and the house is going to be finished soon. And I want to plan some more fun things into our schedule. So I kind of made some (laughs) goals for myself. Probably my favorite fun goal is that I want to plan something fun to look forward to every month as a family. And that sounds really sad to only have like one fun thing to look forward <laughs> no, to each month. That but good. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, really, we probably were not doing that many fun things. So sadly, we have to schedule them. And some of them are going to be bigger fun things. Some of them will just be small, but it'll be nice to just have something to look forward to each month. When you say fun, is it like something you've never done before? Or is it just anything that you guys know you already enjoy? Like, what's your definition Um, of something fun? I would say, I mean, it could be either thing, because I think trying new things is really fun. And I also think if you know you like something, then you can look forward to it sometimes, like, even better, because Mm -hmm. you already know that you love it. But yeah, I don't know. I... (laughs) I have a pretty low bar for what I consider fun, so <laughs> it could probably, be, you know, something like really simple. Because isn't one of the parts that is something you have to look forward to. So, like, a movie night wouldn't really count. Yeah. Like a movie at home mm-hmm. because it's like, you're not going to look forward to that all month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, it wouldn't be something, I don't know, that wouldn't be very special, I guess. Yeah. For my monthly goal. But I have some other smaller... <laughs> weekly goals and whatnot but i won't get into like my detailed plan (laughs) i like that i think once Mm -hmm. a month is like a good well let's let's talk about like what are some of the reasons as adults that we don't prioritize having fun as much i think for me admittedly when ann told us this was going to be the topic i was kind of like oh okay because it kind of feels like i've mentioned this before with date nights I love going on a date night and I look forward to it. It's super fun. But 
also the pressure of like, you should be going on date nights with your spouse. It's like one more thing that I'm failing at. One more thing we quote unquote should be doing. So sometimes it just feels like, I don't know, just one more thing that you can't measure up in like creating fun for yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess my mental and emotional health is crumbling at the seams because I'm not scheduling fun. Yeah, it seems like I don't know who told me this, but I have always thought life isn't about having fun. And so I don't even prioritize it one bit. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) life doesn't have to be about fun, but fun definitely makes your life a little happier. (laughs) Oh, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, like I have all these plans and goals and timelines for work. And it's mm-hmm. like, why? I don't even like work that much. Yeah. But that is the priority sort of is, is finding something that makes you fulfilled or, I don't know, achieving goals and not so much taking the time to think of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's guilt that comes from, because there's just one way that a successful life should be lived, you know? And so if you're not prioritizing fun is not really a part of that like ideal. So mm-hmm. it can kind of bring up guilt if you feel like, your house isn't fully cleaned or organized and you haven't gotten enough done to deserve fun, but it's not really something that you should have to earn necessarily. That's Mm -hmm. a good point. I hadn't even really thought about that, but you're right. I think we do have this innate sense. I mean, honestly, it's because I hate to say it, but I even say stuff like that to my kids all the time. Dave and I are always saying, Guys, you'll have so much more fun if we can get our chores done first and we can just enjoy the day. And, you know, let's practice the piano. Then you won't have to stop what you're doing and do it later. And I hate to bring up piano again, but another, I don't know, value that we internalize is just that to feel fulfillment, you have to put in a lot of effort and something has to be hard. And we're Mm -hmm. trying to teach them, especially Ella, just because she's kind of getting to the age where she can understand this and have, you know, kind of more like a long-term goal. But we're always saying like, it it might not be enjoyable to practice right now, but it'll be so fulfilling, you know, when you can play this piece on the piano or when you've developed this talent. Mm -hmm. And I do think that's true. I don't think that's not true, but I don't think it has to be like either or. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. We say, oh, I want to be fulfilled or I want to have gratitude or I want to have joy. But we don't. Fun just feels kind of like frivolous as an adult sometimes. Do you guys also feel like things aren't as fun as they used to be? Yeah. You've grown up the things that were fun and no longer know what is fun. Like the idea of going to Taco Bell in the middle of the night with a group of friends sounds <laughs> very unpleasant to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was like stressful and tiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I would like to, you know, go out to lunch with some friends, but even that is not going to be like the thrill that it was when I was yeah. a teenager. Mm-hmm. And it also totally. just won't happen naturally. Like, you know, when you're in college, you live with friends. And when you're in high school, you have classes with your friends. And It's just so much easier to have fun because you're just constantly around your friends. And now that would take a lot more effort to try to create a scenario where you would end up at a Taco Bell at midnight with your friends. (laughs) And sometimes it doesn't sound fun because you don't want to put the work in to get there. Totally. Mm -hmm. And there's just more, I don't know, 
there's so much more wrapped up in social interactions too. I think we're so much more aware of Mm -hmm. how we're being perceived or how we're making other people feel or are we like acting in a way that is socially acceptable or, you know, I don't know. There's just a lot. Mature. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's neuroses attached to it for sure. I actually, to get ready for this episode, listened to an episode of Gretchen Rubin's podcast. Her book is The Happiness Project. I'm blanking on what her podcast is called, but she had an episode called This Is Supposed to Be Fun. And she just talked about that. Like a lot of times we plan these activities that are supposed to be fun, especially like family outings. And we put this pressure on ourselves along the way. A weekend trip, I think, is a perfect example where Mm -hmm. you put effort into planning something and then you feel like, well, we have to make it to like every site that we planned on or this restaurant we wanted to eat at is, you know, a two hour wait and it just things aren't going as planned. And she just talked about like you can just repeat the mantra to yourself. This is supposed to be fun to like remind yourself, oh, let me just lighten up a little bit. <laughs> I like that. Everything yeah, that's have to be a so great serious. point. Because <laughs> it is hard to be the one in charge. And that's what I'm finding with trips these days. I start planning a trip and I'm like, this is going to be so fun. And then when I get into like the details of planning it, I'm like, this is just so much work for me and I'm going to be in charge the whole time. And it's just going to be like being at home, but in a different setting. Mm -hmm. It was fun going on a family (laughs) vacation because mom was in charge (laughs) in Florida. Yeah. And I just showed up and did nothing. But yeah, I think that's kind of a mindset issue where people aren't going to be blaming me if things don't go exactly as I plan. Like, I don't need to be putting that much pressure on myself to plan like a perfect trip mm-hmm. all the time. That's the same with parties, I've noticed. Like, I used to, in high school, my friends would come over and I did not care who was mm-hmm. having fun. Like, I had yeah. fun. But now I've noticed with all of my friends, whoever is the one who invited people over is always extra tense (laughs) and like does not seem to be having fun. And I, a lot of times notice that I'm not having fun when my friends come here and I need to like get games out or give people food. It's very stressful because I feel responsible for everybody else's fun, Mm -hmm. but it's their choice whether to have fun or not. And yeah, that's another mind shift that I need to make. Yeah, I would guess that's probably why a lot of us don't host things at our house as much. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of us are craving more social connection. But I think it is that pressure we put on ourselves of like, well, if I'm the host, then it has to go perfectly and everyone has to have a good time. And that isn't fun because you can't control other people's experiences, you know. And if maybe we just relaxed and realized this is supposed to be fun. We would be more likely to instigate some of those gatherings, you know? Yeah. Okay. So we did a little bit of reading before this episode and there is a really good article. It's a New York Times article. This is a flex for those of you that have not already maxed out your uh, maximum number of articles you're allowed to read per (laughs) month. Or, you know, an uber flex for those of you that actually pay for a subscription like a grown-up. It's written by Catherine Price, and the title of the article is Why We All Need to Have More Fun. And Catherine has written a book that just was released a couple weeks ago called The Power of Fun. And then she also was on a podcast that we all listen to, the Mark Groves podcast. And the title of that episode is just Catherine Price, The Power of Fun. So 
if you've maxed out your articles on NYT for the month, you can check out the podcast. But she did some research on fun. And she mentioned that there really hasn't been a lot of research done about fun. There's been a lot of research about gratitude and people are always talking about happiness, but no one's really looked at the link between fun and those things or the effects that fun has on your health. And she said that uh, the research that has been done shows that fun lowers your stress hormones, your cortisol levels which can lead to a longer life and fun also helps you connect with others. So it does have a positive effect on your health. Yes. So in her research, Catherine Price defined fun as consisting of three things, playfulness, connection, and flow. So playfulness is a quality of lightheartedness that allows you to do things in everyday life just for the pleasure of it, which just as a side note, do you guys hate the word play yes. when it's like mm-hmm. I hate the word yes. play? I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> Anytime I see it like in an article or a podcast or something, I'm just like, ugh. It's just kind it, of cringe. So cringy. Yes, it's yeah. cringe. I will play with kids mm-hmm. and I will play a game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to, to play, play with Maybe we hate adult. it though because we're not playful enough. Mm-hmm. Adults. I actually think I'm a pretty playful person. Like, I'm very goofy and I don't mind making a fool of myself. I mean, yeah, that's true. I performed (laughs) the toy soldier impersonation in front of Luke and Matt at Christmas, which I think is saying a lot. I wouldn't say that was a good thing. (laughs) Yeah, they're related to you, but (laughs) but not much. They're in laws. Like, no, Claire. Well, Claire loves to perform. Her dances are spectacular. She's a I think I am playful, but I would never want to describe myself as such. So if you dislike the term playful, you can substitute lighthearted mm-hmm. just as we go forward. <laughs> Connection is having a special shared experience with someone and flow basically means being fully engaged in what activity you're doing and not coming in and out of it and being distracted by other mm-hmm. stressors or anything. I think Catherine defined it as an activity where you lose track of time. So Mm -hmm. you're engrossed enough in something to lose track of time. Can connection be with yourself? Does it have to be with another person? Or can you just be having fun by yourself? I think it must not have to be with another person because that would be crazy if you can only couldn't have fun (laughs) alone. Yeah. Yeah. She said that each of the three parts of fun can be really fulfilling on their own. And it's the most powerful when they're all together. So maybe if you were with another person, you could have extra fun. What about connection with an animal? Can that be? I think so. Probably. I think that can yeah, be. Yeah, I don't see why not. And yeah, I like that she pointed out you don't have to have, because this is kind of a, a lofty goal, I think, in everyday life to have more fun and be like, okay, I have to be playful. I have to mm-hmm. connect with someone and I have to have flow. Because I think the trickiest one for me would be flow. I think maybe it's just my type A personality, but there's very few times that I would lose track of time, like fully. I just don't know of any time in my life where I've lost track of time. (laughs) So I was really kind of like racking my brain. What do I love enough that I would totally lose track of time? So I think probably everyone has their, you know, one of these three elements that would be harder to achieve. 
But mm-hmm. one thing she did say in the podcast, because someone else brought up the connection thing too, and she said what was interesting was when she was interviewing people for her book, even people that were self-proclaimed introverts, their most powerful, fun experiences that they were recounting to her were pretty much always with other people. And they would comment on that. They're like, you know, I say I'm an introvert, but all of my most fun memories are with other people. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Might be just something to think about. I think, too, though, people are not used to planning fun things for themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very true. There's a cultural, like, taboo of, like, you need to be in a couple, you need to do things with friends, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's weird Mm -hmm. to go to a movie by yourself, it's weird to go to a restaurant by yourself, Mm -hmm. and I think if people, like, so right now I'm on a work trip, and I planned myself a fun day today, and it was (laughs) so wildly fun. But I think that if you were to look back on your most fun memories, it's not caused necessarily by the other people being around as much as it's, that's just how it happens to be. Mm-hmm. That's probably my, true. Theory. And I think also just like, <laughs> I'm just adding, I'm injecting my own personal <laughs> I know, <we're> just, <laughs> analysis into like this. kind of just going against <laughs> We love access I just, I, yeah, we're just skeptical of, of the connection piece. I mean, I definitely think that's true, but I think... You can also, and I think she mentioned this in the podcast, if I remember right, but you can connect with strangers and you can even just like being out in the world amongst other people is very fulfilling. Like a Woodstock kind of thing where like everyone's just vibing (laughs) Uh, together. I mean, yeah. Yeah, like a concert. Mm -hmm. Remember, and that time that I went to that concert with our roommate Alyssa, like before I'd ever met her? (laughs) I was so confused why neither of you could pick me up <laughs> because you were together and I thought you had never even met. We had not met until we went to the concert together. I love that so much. But that was one of my most fun memories. And that yeah. was like a stranger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you guys connected and then mm-hmm. you became roommates. So That's true. Well, we connected. Mean? I feel like we connected with the crowd at the concert. <laughs> we're pushing back yeah here's another thing i'm gonna push back on a little bit we're gonna talk about this later so later on we all were gonna share a few of our favorite fun memories from life but one thing i noticed about the three that just came to mind were none of them were planned fun activities Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know a lot of these books talk about as an adult especially and we were just talking about like the necessity of planning fun and making that a point But what I think is interesting and maybe is kind of, I don't know, maybe no one wants to mention this because it's sad, but a lot of my most fond memories were like spontaneous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about this too. And I think that as adults, it's really hard to have spontaneous, complete spontaneous fun, but I think you can plan to have spontaneity. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say you're on vacation. So like using the example of (laughs) when we went to Florida a few weeks ago. The, the we loved it. We, of our lives. Did we tell you about that's it? That's like our only example of fun for the last five years. But like what was so fun was like discovering public sandwiches and then just being like, let's get public sandwiches again. Mm-hmm. And it, and like yeah. having some room within the plan of a trip to just come up with something that we wanted to do on a whim. That's so true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking of that same thing. Kind of you need to just maybe be more mindful in your life about when you're getting a little bit too tense and trying to control things too much. Because, yeah, I don't think you can control necessarily when you have fun, but I think you can recognize opportunities easier 
if you actually try to think about it and plan that into your life. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I think, too, just (laughs) I love that we keep bringing up the public sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) Showing people that you can have a low threshold. Like, it doesn't have to be... You know, mm-hmm. like a Mediterranean cruise or something to be fun. Mm-hmm. It can just be letting the fun side override the logical side of like, no, we should just eat the food we have here at the house or we should go somewhere we haven't tried yet and just be like, no, this is what we want to do. And it's fun. And it <laughs> sounds good to everyone. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. But it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so fun. It's not something Guys. we would do normally, but let's just get the same meal four times in a row because we really like it. <laughs> Everyone wants to do that. Guys, I had a public sandwich for lunch today. <gasps> ah, well, ah, get ready to have a lot more so public mad. sandwiches. <laughs> I'm so excited. At the end of February. There's so many more to try. Oh, yeah. So. Or do you guys want to reveal <laughs> the plan for the pod? Speaking of fun. Yeah, Grace and I are planning <laughs> another trip to Florida. <laughs> and like our Airbnb retirees. is right by a public. Oh my god. So Oh good job, Anne. Anne booked it. You already yeah, booked I, it? I, wow, good for you guys. This oh, will be I'm my so third jealous. time visiting Florida in as many months, basically. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> you guys hey, you're walking the walk and not just talking the talk of planning yeah. fun. You're actually booking mm-hmm. a trip. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Once a month I go to Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's Grace's goal. Yeah, when she finishes this house here, she's going to be, you know, a snowbird and buy a condo in Florida, too. Can you imagine? That would be so awesome. Amazing. That'd be really fun. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's talk about something. So Catherine Price, the author, she has written a previous book. It's called How to Break Up with Your Phone. And we hadn't really planned to talk about social media in this episode too much, just because we've talked about that in a previous episode. But the podcast episode that we listened to, Mark Grove's podcast, it was kind of like the first half was a little bit about screen time. And then they talked about how that worked into having more fun. And I thought it was really interesting how intertwined they were. So one thing she mentioned was that screens are kind of the biggest deterrent from flow in our day-to-day lives now. And that totally makes sense. Because how often are we doing an activity and then we just have this addiction or this need to check our phone, check social media? And I mean, it's embarrassing to admit, but even in the midst of just cooking dinner, I'll be like, oh, I'm stirring this bubbling pot of noodles, so I'll just check Instagram while I'm doing that. You know, and it's just like, wow, Mm -hmm. like, I think we really do have, maybe not everyone, but I'm willing to admit, I totally let screens interrupt my flow on just day-to-day tasks, not to mention, you know, fun. And then one other thing she said that was really interesting was she used the analogy of junk food. It's like we've fed ourselves a steady diet of junk food with what she calls fake fun that we've kind of lost touch with what real fun feels like often. Mm -hmm. And so she said fake fun is just things that are marketed to us as fun, The two main examples she used were social media and just binging TV. And I was like, wait a second. I love TV. So you're never going to convince me that watching TV (laughs) is is fun. fun. Well, Claire, there's a difference between fun and fulfillment. That's that's (laughs) TV is fulfilling. Yeah, TV's fulfilling. It brings me joy. I feel gratitude when I'm watching it. No, I'm just kidding. She specifically said binging Netflix. So I think that just means the Mm -hmm. mindless, like, I'm just going to watch The Office for the hundredth time, you know, just kind of like you're zoned out at the end of the day, sort of. Mm -hmm. I think it's still fine to watch a show 
that you're really enjoying, you know, mm-hmm. in small doses. But I thought that was interesting because do you guys feel like you've kind of lost touch? Grace, you sort of mentioned like you almost don't even know what would be fun or the things that used to be fun aren't anymore. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like if you were to tell me to just have fun, the only things I can think of are like spending money stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I feel stressed because <laughs> I'm like not wanting to spend money. And then I'm like, well, how am I supposed to have fun? Mm-hmm. But like the only things I can think of in, as an adult are like, I could splurge on this or I could splurge on that. <laughs> just buying things that I normally wouldn't buy. That's my idea of fun. Now. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> that's totally true. Shopping is probably the only Shopping thing is where so I really fun. would Shopping is track so of time. Fun. But I'm like, yeah, I, genu- I genuinely love shopping and I do think it's fun. But I would like yeah. to have mm-hmm. a hobby you can't that's not do it all the time. Money. Yeah, exactly. Well, a lot of the resources that I was looking at pointed out this issue that as adults, we don't really know what's fun anymore. And they were saying, look at what you had fun doing as a child or like a teen. Mm. And you probably would still think that was fun. And so if you really liked dancing, you might like taking a dance class. Mm -hmm. As an adult, you might kind of feel silly at first. And I think... She talked about this in the podcast, or maybe it was a different podcast I listened to Catherine Price on, but she was saying like, when you start an activity and you're not good at it, you're not going to have as much flow Mm -hmm. because you're going to be like kind of discouraged and it's not going to come easily to you. But if you keep working at it, you will achieve the flow part of it because you'll start getting good at it and then it'll become more fun. And I think that's true. Like I would feel really ridiculous in a dance class right now because I would be like so out of shape and it would be discouraging because I used to be good at it. But like I do kind of get a little bit jealous when I have friends that are adults and they're like, here's me with my dance team. And I'm like, that actually probably (laughs) is so much fun. I thought that too. I've actually thought about taking tap lessons. Because of all people, you need to take (laughs) a dance class. Absolutely. I love dancing. And I always kind of was just like, oh, I'm not going to be an adult taking a dance class. I think it's wonderful, but just I'm not going to learn a new style of dance. I've never taken tap. I should say, if you already know how to do a style of dance and you keep doing it, that's awesome. I want to come to your Carlton Lasseter style Mm -hmm. rap recital. Little kids. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, how fun would that be to have something to go do by yourself every week I do think it that you enjoy? Yeah. It'd be so fun. Yeah, I actually do mm-hmm. think it could be really fun, which I mean, I think is why a lot of women get into like a group fitness kind of thing, mm-hmm. like a high fitness or something, because it is an outlet for a lot of us did take dance as kids. And so it's like a more maybe, I don't know, mainstream way to kind of access that again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's awesome. What would you guys say, like, what did you enjoy doing as a kid? Probably Legos. And Mm, I liked riding mm -hmm. bikes and, like, scooters. Mm. And riding bikes is still so fun to me. Mm -hmm. But I always feel like, oh, I got to go and it's exercise. And it's like, no, it's just fun. I agree. Well, actually, I don't because I think riding bikes is kind of (laughs) scary. I'm still, like, scared to go for a curb. (laughs) Me too. But, Grace, do you feel like just hopping on your bike and going around just your neighborhood like a little kid would? Or do you feel like you have to be like, oh, I'm going to have to do a big ride? No, it's way more fun if you just do a short thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For me, it's more fun to go to, like, a local trail, like, just a flat kind of trail because Mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about, like, traffic and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I feel just, like, silly as an adult riding a bike through the neighborhood, which is dumb. 
I think that's probably a hang-up that a lot of people have for having fun is like, yeah, yeah. 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 you look silly as an adult doing something mm-hmm. fun. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I actually listened to, I won't say the name of the podcast because I think it's one a lot of people like and I don't really care for it, but I just wanted more sources for this episode. So I listened to part of this particular one and they did mention that they're like I think a lot of women especially internalize the way we look doing something is a big part of Mm -hmm. hang-ups we have I mean just think about swimming you know like how you look in a swimsuit you know anything involving swimming Mm -hmm. that would be a great example you know and so they talked about that they're like maybe it's like you have to kind of go back to childhood or adolescence and unlearn some of that shame that you feel about how you look doing something or just even the need for it to be good. Because for Mm -hmm. me, something I loved growing up was anything creative. I loved scrapbooking. I loved sewing. I loved beading. Anything like that was just so fun. And the truth is I'm just not really great at any of that stuff. And so I think as an adult, I've just kind of been like, oh, I have bad handwriting. I'm notorious for like, not using a pattern or I'm not very good at drawing and (laughs) I I am notorious and like none of my stuff really turns out very good it's not that I was told like as a kid unless it's good you can't do it no our parents always let us do whatever you know fostered whatever hobbies we wanted to do but I think I just was sort of like oh this isn't turning out as cute as other people's stuff and so I just don't really want to pursue this anymore Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm Adults are so, like, results-driven. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And we also it's want setting. things to have a purpose. Yeah. I think that's why, like Claire was saying, women gravitate towards things like high fitness is there's probably less guilt around that because it's like, you know, I'm supposed to exercise anyway, so mm-hmm. I can go do this thing. Whereas you don't really hear about moms really getting to have hobbies very much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Which I think is, you know, a problem, definitely, that, like... I think I that's think why so many women especially stay-at-home moms, start like a side business because you need an outlet, but it's almost like you have to justify it as earning money Mm -hmm. in some way. Well, we're we're really getting like kind of deep into like, I wasn't even planning on talking about this, but I do think that is, it's like you almost have to justify anything you do as like it's serving a greater purpose of some kind. And so it can't just be like purely for fun or it feels selfish. Yeah. Kind of. I feel like I don't have any reason to think that way, except that I just do. Like, I've noticed that hobbies that used to be super fun to me, because I also used to be very creative and reckless like Claire. Oh, Tess, you are the talented one, though. You're the hope of the family with creative talent. (laughs) I'm not the hope of the (laughs) family. you are. But I have noticed that I'm like, well, what's the point of embroidering something? Like, where am I going to put it? What's the point of it? But I love embroidery. And I've really noticed that with piano and singing because I'm like, no one's ever going to hear me sing again. You know, when I was in high school, I had choir. And so I had like a reason and recitals and stuff that I needed to prepare for. But now as an adult, I'm just like, there's no point in it if it's just for me. And that's kind of sad. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to do anything just for myself. Mm -hmm. Well, In another podcast I listened to, it was Design Your Dream Life with Natalie Bacon. She's like, think about your goals. Do they feel heavy or do they feel like exciting and lighthearted and fun? 
And she's like, if you plan more ways to make your goals fun or even just have more fun in life in general, whether or not it's connected to your goals, you won't get burned out trying to achieve your goals. So like you shouldn't feel guilty for wanting to have fun because that's like a roundabout way that you can actually end up having more motivation and more energy to work on stuff because you've been able to kind of burn off some of your stress, you know, doing something fun. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Like Do you that's guys think point. playfulness, connection, and flow It kind of made it sound like each instance of fun has to have those things. But do you think that you can have fun working towards a goal? Here's an example. I've talked about magic dresser on here. (laughs) I want to to refinish this dresser. And the thought of doing that really does sound like genuinely fun to me. And there's no greater purpose other than just to beautify my room. But it sounds fun and uplifting to me. But the actual task of sanding down the drawers and going mm-hmm. to Home Depot and buying the stain, that's not going to be playful, connective, maybe flow. But like, do you think that that still counts, I guess, as fun or not? Because it's kind of drudgery in the meantime. Or what about like running to prepare to like run a marathon? Can that be fun even though it's maybe in the moment no. not fun? No, I don't think running don't is think fun. So. <laughs> Under any circumstances. <laughs> That's so sad. I, I was made your goal fun, maybe, if you're excited and have lighthearted feelings towards the goal. Maybe if while you're running, someone's chasing mm-hmm. you and you're like pretending <laughs> that they're going to like kidnap you. Or you you're what? like a little. Maybe That's fun. <laughs> like some kind like, of. It's just pretend. One of those things like on the babysitter's club where Claudia's dancing down the street with her headphones like as she's yeah. walking down the street mm-hmm. and you're being playful like while you do it, then it counts maybe. Well, I mean, if you, no, if you have fun running, then it's fun. But if you're calling it drudgery, I don't think you can. You're right. That's true. That's very true. (laughs) Yeah. When I was running my half marathon, I genuinely had so much fun because I thought it was so funny that that banana was in front of me. And it just made me laugh. And I thought it was hilarious that I was like at the very back of the pack. But it was also just like everyone was cheering for me. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed my training runs because... I could listen to Harry Potter on them. But I think the thing about it was that I went at such a slow pace (laughs) that (laughs) it was not miserable for me. So yeah, if you're like a super results oriented person and you're doing something that you hate and forcing yourself to like get really super good at it, even though it's not fun, then I don't know that there's a way to make that Mm -hmm. fun. Like it's still worthwhile, but I just don't know that you can call it. Exactly. Well, it's kind of going back to though, because... So I had just read an article about Amy Chua, who's the Battle Hymn of the Tiger Mother. Do you guys remember that book? It came out a while ago. It was about the experience of Chinese-American moms who are just very intense with having their kids practice the piano, and they just are very results-driven. And you guys really don't remember this? It was like such a big deal. Maybe you guys were too young because it was a while ago. I remember it being a big splash because it was kind of this debate of, is this style of mothering good or is the more she's very critical of Western moms just sort of like letting their kids drive the bus, essentially. And so anyway, in this article I read, uh, it said Amy knows that nothing's fun until you're good at it. And Catherine Price said that, too, in her book. So I'm kind of like, I do think there's something to be said for sticking with an activity when it's not enjoyable to get to the point like pickleball, for example. Mm -hmm. It's not fun to play a sport until you are actually good enough to compete in it. 
Yeah. I don't feel like every aspect of life has to be fun the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that you can work in some fun things that have no benefit other than fun and some things that are not fun now but will be fun later and some things that are just not ever fun at all. But have to be yeah. chores. Mm-hmm. And all of those things can exist. I like that. Yeah. Case. That's a good way to think about it. I don't think we have to judge super harshly what's fun or not because we're probably not really supposed to be measuring it. (laughs) Or like, yeah, feeling bad about yourself if, like Claire was saying, like you've planned this fun thing and then you're not having fun and you're mad or something. Totally. Yeah. So one thing that Catherine mentioned before we move on, she said that kind of like what you were saying, Grace, certain activities are not inherently fun. What is enjoyable to one person might be miserable to another person. So like the beach, for example, lots of people love it, but some people really don't enjoy it at all. So she said to observe fun magnets in your life. So people, activities and settings that are consistently fun for you. And you can just kind of observe those in your day-to-day life and observe moments when playfulness, connection, and flow are already happening. And then just try to add more of that to your calendar. So it's just kind of a simple like, okay, what are the things that are inviting fun into my life? And yeah, every single time might not be a home run, but that's a pretty consistent way to make sure that you're having more fun. So we thought it would be fun to share some of our memories of times when we've just had pure fun. So let's each just share one. So Tess, do you have one you want to share? So one example that I thought of was when I was learning to ski this last year because, I mean, I guess I've tried skiing before, but it was something that just because of the nature of skiing, it just doesn't feel embarrassing to be bad at it because so many adults are bad at skiing when they, you know, like there's so many adults learning it and there's all kinds of people on the bunny hill, people that are older than me. It's like you can't really be identified unless people know what it looks like. Unrecognizable. And nobody knows you there, you know. So that was really fun, just like pure fun for me because it's something that Luke loves that I could also enjoy with him. And I just love the feeling of flying down a mountain even when I'm out of control, which That's so uh, I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> so Mom's going to hate that. Yeah. The last um, thing <laughs> is some kind of like uninhibited like accident situation. Yeah. <laughs> I seriously had some wipeouts when I was, now I'm a lot better at keeping myself in control, but I kind of loved the feeling of just like <laughs> flailing. <laughs> it took me back to my to my younger days. I had this one fall where I just tumbled, like tumbling down the mountain head over heels. And then my, my face was like full of snow. And it was still, it was still really fun oh because gosh, I could just be bad at it. Oh, gosh. I didn't know how it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm a lot better now. I swear. This was when I was very first starting out. It was on like a blue square. It was not in like, it wasn't like I was going down like double blacks or something. Blue squares are where like, I, that's my comfort zone. I love a blue yeah, square. That's where mm-hmm. I, out. <laughs> I love a blue square. So anyway, that was a time because I'm really bad at that. It was just a time when I could just be bad at something and still enjoy it just for the pure fun of it. I love that. Nice. Grace, do you have one? Yeah. I would say anytime I've been swimming ever, mm-hmm. I love Grace loves the water. 
But another specific memory I have is just playing Rocket League with my friend Steven. Do you guys know Rocket no, League? No, I don't it's know a about game. it. <laughs> it's a video game where you're driving a car and there's a big soccer ball and you're trying to hit it into a goal and like your car can game. jump and it can you've played it in. <laughs> Yeah, it's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. We were so, I hate it so we were, much. We were not very good at it, and we would play two on two versus like an online duo. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and we would try to communicate with each other, but we were both, we were both really bad. So we would we would hit the ball, and the only thing we could do was every once in a while we would like luck into hitting it so that it was going across the field in front of the goal. So that another person could potentially drive up and hit a goal in. So anytime we did that, we'd say centered because we had like centered it. <laughs> no one could do the strike into the goal. We could only just hit it. <laughs> Notice that it was lining up for a goal and then miss it every single time. Like we were so bad. But it was just funny and we would just laugh. And I don't know. It was just a very like pleasant, relaxing situation. <laughs> I love that. I love the thought of it. And do you have one? So I used to have so much fun with my roommates. I had a roommate one too. Those are like some of my <laughs> most fun memories. Uh-huh. Yeah. I wish that there was a way to just go back to that for like a short time. I'm like, I don't actually want to live with a bunch of girls in a tiny apartment anymore. But like, yeah, there were some fun moments. And like, we would just be doing pretty much nothing. We'd each be on a couch just like snapchatting each other mm-hmm. like <laughs> pictures of each other that we would <laughs> draw <laughs> mean things on and for some reason our roommate Alyssa was always making drug references do you remember that great <laughs> it was just so like just shocking and just so funny and weird and I love when you have a friend that just makes you so much weirder. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it just makes me think, oh, I need to make good girlfriends mm-hmm. again because those are like my happiest times. I know. Anytime with girlfriends, honestly, I could pick a girlfriend experience from any era of my life and it would just be like so fun. Okay. One of mine was when I was probably, probably like 11 or 12. We went to visit Grandma and Grandpa Hopkin in Wyoming, and at some point, we started going through Grandma's fabric stash, and I don't know if this was fabric that was in her sewing room. For some reason, I feel like it was stuff that was kind of stashed away, like in a closet or something, but our cousins, Tori and Amy, were there too, and I just remember it being so fun, because for one thing, it was super fun to be with cousins that we didn't get to see super often. And so just having so much fun with them, it was really fun to see some of these groovy kind of like retro fabrics and just see, I don't know, I feel like grandma and grandpa's house was just like a treasure trove of interesting old stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of connecting with them, just like seeing stuff from grandma's past. And then we took the fabric. I don't know if you guys even remember this, but it was when like little handkerchief headbands were really trendy and you would tie Mm -hmm. like a little, it was a very Mm -hmm. like... 70s kind of thing that was coming back in the late 90s and you would tie it behind your ears it was just very cute mm-hmm. i actually think those it's are, coming back now i think they're really yeah. cute i'm too old for it now but i'm very happy they're coming back in style because i think they're adorable and so we used the fabric to sew a bunch of those and grandma was helping us sew them and then we took pictures in them after and i just remember that being like such a fun day 
there's a creative element of choosing the patterns and stuff and sewing and then just spending time with family that we didn't get to see as often because we live far away. I love that. Okay, so really quick before we end, we asked you guys on Instagram for some ideas of ways that you guys add some more fun to your life. So we're just going to read these off really quick. Fun food, a fun menu plan, or some takeout. Takeout is definitely, it will make a good day better and any bad day good. Plenty of local trips throughout your year, not just one or two big trips. That's kind of like what you were talking about, Anne. A once a month Mm -hmm. thing, I think, definitely. Family traditions and celebrating the little things, anniversaries, holidays. I was actually just thinking today, I usually don't really go all out for Valentine's Day, but I was like, maybe we should make it more fun this year because we I had that same thought (laughs) in February. I'm sick of people hating on Valentine's Day. I actually love it. Mm -hmm. It's pink and red and it's adorable. Mm -hmm. It's fun. Mm -hmm. It might be the cutest getting into it. Yeah, I think it is. Mm -hmm. Well, we grew up with it as being like a fun family holiday. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like mom would decorate. Like angsty, like it's a Hallmark. Yeah, Yeah, people love to bring that up. I'm like, it's just a day to celebrate friendship and making people feel like you thought of them. So what's the big deal? Mm -hmm. Someone said Disney. So I think definitely planning a trip, having something to look forward to, or, you know, just I think even just checking out. I've heard Encanto is really cute. So I haven't gotten into that yet. Oh, someone said, I try new restaurants almost every time we go out. That is really fun because I feel like we get in a rut of just going to like the three restaurants we know we like. So maybe forcing Mm -hmm. yourself to try something new. And then after dinner dance parties. So thank you guys so much for submitting those ideas. And let's head into weekly wins. Uh, Well, my win is obviously I'm here in Florida at Disney World, (laughs) which is I'm super excited. I kind of thought it wouldn't be that exciting because I'm not like a super classic Disney person, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mickey and Minnie and Goofy, Donald. (laughs) (laughs) List all all of them. Um, Like I always, you know, enjoy new Disney movies that come out and stuff. But like it actually is like very fun being here, except that I'm terrified of the characters. Mm -hmm. I've already seen two of them. He was dancing mm. up in my oh, hotel and then Mickey was dancing. We had a company like dinner. It was like a buffet style and Mickey was just there in the corner just dancing. Oh, I'd be okay with like, that. Can they just no, be I'm anywhere scared. in Orlando? Just like on the loose? We're at the like Disney Beach Club Resort. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. Grace is kind That's of like, very she's entered a new level. The rest of us can't fathom. <laughs> Being at like a yeah, branded if you have hotel. If, you have, if you're a multimillionaire and you have kids, I recommend coming mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> on my own dime, I'm... Would never be able to come here, but it's definitely fun getting a company trip here. Yeah, that sounds so fun. My weekly win, I feel like, kind of relates to the topic of our podcast today, which I didn't really plan, but Ella had asked to learn to sew for Christmas. I mean, she wanted this sewing kit, but she's like, because I want to learn to sew. That's what she kept saying. I want this because I want to learn to sew. And I was like, I know some basics, but just realistically right now, I'm like, I'm never going to sit down and like really teach her just with the chaos. Plus, it just seemed like it would be more fun to have a class as a gift rather than just your mom teaching you to sew, you know? So I got her a class just at a local sewing shop. Grace was so nice to watch the younger kids this Friday while I took her. 
And it was a classic example of when you're kind of leading up to something and you're like, I don't really want to go because it's just Friday night and it was snowing and like cold and Mm -hmm. just a new experience. I didn't really know what to expect, but it was so fun. It was really fun to just have one-on-one time with her. And it kind of did help me get back in touch with like, oh yeah, I used to love sewing. I actually was like, I think I know more than I give myself credit for at least enough to help her sew a pillowcase. <laughs> I was like, okay, I could have done, I could have taught her this. <laughs> but it was so cute to see her walk around and just pick out whatever fabric she wanted. It took me back to that age. Like when I was eight, just being set loose to pick out whatever fabric I wanted in a sewing store would yeah. have been like my dream come true. So <laughs> it was super fun. That sounds so fun. Well, mine is a magical new product. I'm sure many people have heard of and tried before, but I had not. It's called the Original Makeup Eraser. And they have like a, they call it a special polyester blend or something like that. And they get off makeup so well, better than my makeup wipes do. And I can never get off all of my makeup. Even when I use a makeup wipe and cleanse, I always feel find like spots that are not fully off but you just get it wet in water and you just rub it on your face and it gets everything off and my face feels squeaky clean and then I can just use a cleanser so it's I feel like it's more sustainable than makeup wipes and just super convenient and then here's a tip if you do get these if you just put on like some body wash or soap or something and just rub it in while it's still wet all of the makeup just magically comes back out. Wow. It's pure magic. I love them so much. I got a kit of seven, so I just wash them every week, and yeah, they're the best. I've heard good Mm. things about them. Highly recommend. Okay, my weekly win was actually last week, but I panicked last week and forgot to say it as my weekly win, (laughs) so I'm saying it this week. And it's that mom came to my house, and she organized my whole kitchen (laughs) she's a wizard it was Mm -hmm. amazing like (laughs) because matt made the cabinets from scratch as they would be finished i'd just be like stuffing things back in willy-nilly and so nothing had a good place but to take it all out and organize it i knew was going to be a huge task that would keep getting interrupted by like hazel and just you know tasks and so I was just like, uh, mom, can you come help me? So yeah, she pretty much did it all with very little help from me. But something I thought was really cool is that she mostly just used dollar store bins. We didn't have to go to the container mm-hmm. store and get fancy clear acrylic <laughs> the OXO bins. bins or mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was kind of dreading that part. I was like, it's going to be expensive because no matter what, those bins add up. But no, like we just got a ton of one dollar bins. Has so many bins. Yeah, they do. Bins. Grace, didn't yeah. she get a million bins for you and your old apartment too? <laughs> she yeah. got way too many, and then she found got out so that many bins. You can't make returns for cash. It's just for exchange. <laughs> it's not even for store credit. It's you have to have something in hand that you want to exchange it for. Like right then and there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It was a disaster. So buy but. sparing. Like, don't buy yeah. way more than yeah, you Yeah, don't need. overbuy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show. 
and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week, so follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week.